Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I could talk for a while because things just pop into my head. And, well, they got to come out. <laughs> they do. They got to come out of there. Mm-hmm. Sneezes are shameful. Hold it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a house. My dad, like, it would scare the f- out of you whenever yeah. he sneezes. Be like, Watch out! Yeah. Mm-hmm. And more of a hype is like, Achoo! like that. Mm-hmm. One of these commercials came on and it said, hey, don't send us any money and we'll send you this. And I'm like, there's a catch. Mm-hmm. And what they were pitching you arrived mean. in the mail and boy, there's a catch to it. Oh, okay. So that's a good teaser for next week's pod. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't you ever contribute to society? Mm-hmm. Frank, do you know that Brayden Hopi is a human being? Oh, boy. And I'm wow. like... You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast, brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Hey! All right. It's March, baby. Stuff is sick. Yeah, no, Christoph today, uh, he is, uh, he's got the coronavirus. He's out. He's one of the confirmed cases. Yeah, because a lot of people right now, they don't know if they have the flu or the corona. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of confusion, too, about, you know, how severe it is and and what it really means to everyone. And, and Trump's out there talking, and that's not good because <laughs> he doesn't know, and... He said, once the weather warms up, it's gone. It'll be gone. I mean, it might be. You know, I mean, who knows? That's the the worst part is he could be right. Huh. So if you got a, an illness, just crank the heat? Well, that is one thing. I mean, you don't hear... It's a lot of seniors getting it, yeah. and they need to be warm and toasty, and that might be the issue right there. Just crank oh. that heat up a little bit. That's my happy place. I walk into a senior center, yeah, uh, like a nursing toasty. home. Oh, it's, it is always toasty. <laughs> the in second things. you go in, you're ripping clothes off. You're like heaven. Yeah, but yeah, the food choices. I was gonna say, I don't know. There's there's pluses and minuses. I uh, my grandma when she was at Marycrest uh, Nursing Home in Peterborough way back when, um, I went and did the bingo on like a Tuesday night every time, and I'd show up just at the end of the meal. Every single Tuesday, Salisbury steak. Oh, yeah. They like that. Uh, they're almost like, you know, what's funny is you become a senior, you want the same routines and consistency that little children want, right? Yeah. You know, the kids want, are we doing two, Taco Tuesday? Are we doing this? Seniors want the same thing. In the end, it kind of comes full circle. Life call, comes full circle for that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of church, a lot of diapers, a lot of bingo. Now, uh, in all seriousness, uh, Stoff is sick and really sick. And you know how it is like where, like he's such a good guy because he's texting us and he's like, guys, just to let you know, I've been under the weather for a few days, but I should be good to go. But you know, someone's really sick when you give them like just one little out, like, you know, we could postpone or, or we could record it, you know, in the studio as we're doing right now. And immediately he's like, all right, thanks. Like, cause you know, he's so sick, but he's such a good guy. He wants to yeah. take one for the team. He wants to come in and he's, cough he's all like, over the microphones. Guys, just a little bleeding from my eyeball. It's fine though. It's fine. That is literally what stuff would do. If someone, if someone shot him in the face, you'd be like, I'm not going to be able to get into surgery. So it might look a bit gruesome, <laughs> but I can still punch buttons and, uh, and make sure the callers get in. And edit the pod, so we should be good to go. Stuff, you have five bullets in your face. 
people around TSN are literally calling you bullet face. Speaking of seniors, so I mentioned this on last week's podcast, how I was lying, uh, watching infomercials late one night. Oh, here we go. You brought it. Yeah. Did you bring the thing? Got got it. Okay. So it was the Peter Popoff Ministries. Oh. So he... Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. I thought you were going to say like a, like a my pillow or something. (laughs) No, no, no. This is better. Like a, Yeah. So I always want to know what's the rub to everything. Because I saw this. He's on there. He's like, you get this miracle spring water, which I hold in my hand. Right. Oh, you've got it. Yeah. So this came across the border. They sent me a little packet of water. I didn't think you could send water across the border. It's a very, I mean, it's small. Like it looks like a thimble full of water, if that. Again, so I always think. The fix is in, so I didn't give him my real name. I gave them the name of Gus Smigel. Oh, yeah, Gus. My daughter comes out of the uh, the post office the one day. She goes, who's Gus Smigel? I'm like, I don't know who the f***. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's my, my letter. It came. That's me. <laughs> I'm Gus Smigel. Okay, so he says, I'm going to send you this miracle spring water. It's going to change your life. It has changed my Just life. Like Brian, uh, Brian Hayes says. So I said. About the my pillow. Yes. <laughs> so... He says, lay the miracle spring water packet next to your bed tonight only. I believe the angel of the Lord will trouble your water so that when you drink it first thing in the morning, when you wake up, there's no telling what awesome power and anointing will be released. Get ready. Then he says, send me your prayer request. I'm like, okay, okay, what's going on here? He says, during the next few weeks, through the help you receive from the ministry, God will move you toward a sudden release of money somewhere between $3,000 and $37,000 in the next few weeks. Those dollar dollar bills, y'all. Let's back that up right there. God will lead you toward a release of money? Yes. I envision a dramatic turn of events in your life, like Joseph's, that will take you from the pit to the palace and elevate you to a position of authority and influence. So I'm like, okay, so what's the catch? This sounds like you're being held hostage. After you use the miracle spring water, exactly as I direct, take the small sticker and write your name on it and put it on the empty container. When I get it back, I'll know that you've acted in faith and followed the instructions of the man of God. I'm asking you to plant a holy consecrated seed for a great harvest offering of $37. No, I don't want you to send 47 or 97 37, exactly, because three signifies the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and seven is God's perfect number. So I'm like... Seven is God's perfect number? (laughs) I didn't know God was into gambling. I didn't know he was into gambling either. He was running a numbers racket up there. (laughs) God crapped out a lot. Uh, So then I thought, like, this just makes me angry, because little old ladies, little old men are... They're like, okay, my... Such a slime ball. Like, honestly. Yes. That's the worst. So that was the rub. $37 exactly. Wow. So how did you find yourself uh, <laughs> watching Peter Popoff? Is that his name? Yep. Peter Popoff. Pete Popoff Ministries. Because I find them mesmerizing because the stuff they're saying, the people they're healing. Do you want to drink the Miracle Spring Water? I'm okay. <laughs> um, it's Someone's probably a- his piss. Well, it is very clear. It's just a little, it's like a, a thimbleful. I want to go get it tested, maybe. I would like to know if it's just, like, where is It's from the tap. I was just going to say, like, it's got to be tap water. He's just sitting there every day, just thimbles, <laughs> filling up these little, like, it's a, like it's literally like a Ziploc bag of yeah. water. 
So I guess I didn't lay it next to my bed. And, and they make the letter look like he hand wrote right. notes on it. Yes, they've got a few interns in there. All right, your job is to write Mr. Pop, Reverend Popoff's sign-off. So if your grandparents are doing this, tell them to stop. Oh, yeah, mine never did anything like that. They just drank and drank. But, <laughs> but you know... Um, that's interesting, like that Joel Osteen. I hope I'm pronouncing yep. his name right. Yep. And again, just to clarify, whatever you believe or uh, whatever makes you happy or whatever faith oh, yeah. you have, we are 100% in favor of yeah. that. Um, but uh, the Joel Osteen thing I find fascinating because he's in Houston, I believe. Yeah, massive church. This church is like a, like an arena, like mm-hmm. a... Like like the Scotiabank Arena. Like, it's crazy how massive it is. And I watch because he, he's good at presenting. Yeah, they're all, like, good uh, at dramatic speaking. <laughs> yeah. They speak dramatically <laughs> about the Lord. If you watch Popoff, he is the one who's still slapping people on the head. Right. The, he's the doing canes that. are being thrown away. They're right, exactly. I'm going to make you walk. Yes. This is a miracle. Here you go. Boom. But Osteen is fascinating to me because Kanye West, like he's so influential that Kanye went to him because Kanye is doing his Sunday services. Mm -hmm. So that's all Kanye's doing now. He's just, he's like a minister. Because that's the other thing about not just America, but North America. I have no, you know, when we were growing up, it was like there was the, the Catholic church, there was various Protestant churches. Um, there were synagogues, there were temples, um, but now there, you know, it'll be like the rock church, right? Like there'll be like all these kind of like faction churches that are just like, I'm just going to start a church, man. It's a Christian church. Mm -hmm. It's the toolsy church, right? It's the rock and roll church. It's the bowling church. And I will not give you packets of water. I'll have a fireman's hose. But I mean, do you think that you could literally this Sunday start a church? If you got word out in Orono, do you think that you could get a little crowd out to hear you speak about the word of the Lord? Yeah, it'd have to be like mid-afternoon, no early services. Uh, mid-afternoon for maybe eight minutes. So maybe that's your hook. You're a reverend now, Reverend O'Toole. How about TikTok O'Toole? For the because people want things TikTok quick. sermon, TikTok sermon to uh, to music to your latest pop hits, <laughs> TikTok sermon, Reverend O'Toole. I like that a lot. TikTok sermon, Reverend O'Toole. It's done. We've got You're a going to hell unless you buy my water. Get my oh. Well, we aren't calling our no, guest no, yet. Not yet. Oh, our guest today is uh, Chris Cuthbert, uh, TSN play by play man extraordinaire. And the guy who called the Golden Goal game uh, 10 years ago this past weekend, I guess it was, or yeah. this past week. Man, what a time. What a time that was. My uh, my sister-in-law, Jude, she sent me pictures of my niece and nephew because they came to the set. And uh, Brian Williams was there. You weren't because you worked on a different show during the Olympics. And they were tiny little humans. And I'm like, that was a long, that's 10 years. Yeah. yeah. 10 years ago. It. It is amazing just 10 years how that changes a person. Mm-hmm. It makes them a decade older. Lots changed in 10 years. So you had an interesting uh, encounter on Twitter over yes. the past week. I always seem to have these. So I woke up, um, when was this? I sent this on uh, four days ago. So I think it was like Saturday, Friday or Saturday. 
And I always get weird messages, but this one was very strange. It was from this woman, Joanna. Hi, Dan. My name is Joanna. I live in Texas. I have a DNA test, and I'm your daughter. And I only want to say hi, and I miss you very much. Nothing else. I knew you have a family now, but you are my father. No matter what, I always love you, Daddy. You are my father? Is that how it says? Yeah. You are my father. Oh, she put A. Yes. She didn't put R. So I'm like, okay, I always dive a little deeper on these ones. Mm -hmm. She'd also contacted my my brother Vince saying, you are my uncle. Oh. She'd also sent me previous messages that I'd never seen saying, why are you ignoring me? You're my father. Then I went deeper where she revealed she was born in Vietnam. Her father was American and she was born in 1967. Yeah, that that adds up. You are definitely her dad. (laughs) That all adds up. And as I tweeted to her, I said, I'm no math or geography whiz, but if you were born in 1967 and in Vietnam, then... She could be your mother. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I responded to her with uh, that, and I put it the the old um, Maury Povich, you are not the father (laughs) meme. I got a lot of people saying, well, you are my dad, and James Duthie, you're my dad, and... A lot of those. Yeah. And then she came back at me and said, "Um, I just know that you are the father. And I said, "Um, where is that? She just knows. Just like Peter Popoff just knows that water is going to (laughs) work. I said, "Um, okay, what to unpack here? Number one, you are eight years older than me. Number two, <laughs> I've never been on that website. It was from Ancestry.com. Oh. Number three, you said your father's American. I am not. Number four, who is DSO201? That's not even my handle. Oh. Number five, did I mention that you are eight years older than me? Mistaken Twitter identity, perhaps. So she said, um, I just know you're the father. So I said another one. I said, say what? And then finally... I said, you send me seven tweets, all claiming I am your father, even though you were born eight years before me, all because I had the same last name, because she came back and said, oh, I guess it's just the same last name. O'Toole is a very uncommon (laughs) I said, holy lady, and then she blocked me. Oh, she doesn't want to face up to her mistakes. And then I said, "But, but you were adamant that I was your papa, and now blocked see you didn't raise her very well did you she's not <laughs> accepting uh her mistakes and confronting them head on how she's... deranged do you need to be to see it the same last name and immediately say you're my father okay but again going back to the olga thing are we not convinced this is a bot <laughs> this is a bot that's uh because uh, you know the the Last name O'Toole is very common, and just going around all the O'Tools <laughs> on the internet and seeing if something sticks, and maybe she can get $37 every uh, few days uh, sent to her by some dude. Oh, so I should have I should have played the, the long game like I did with Olga and Peter Popov. Pop, is it Peter? Is that what it is? Peter Popov. I hope we're not uh, messing. Maybe we could get him on next week. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would Peter be Popov. so good. Yeah, televangelist. Is he on Twitter? <laughs> let's just see if he's on Twitter, and then let's get the Jay and Dan podcast listeners to send him tweets saying that we want you on the Jay and Dan podcast. Oh, yeah, he's on there. Okay. Oh, no, he's got 507 followers. Oh, that can't be him. That's him. Pop off. What's going on? Your social media game is kind of 
To be honest, his last tweet was 2016. Unholy. Don't be discouraged by the size of the task. No. For the Lord, your God, is with you. Don't be discouraged by the size of my Twitter following. This seems like a, this is an interesting one. Whatever you're dealing with today, give it to God. Okay. Here's my bills. Yeah. Uh, whoops. Uh, <laughs> I got a illegitimate daughter in Houston. God. God. Well, that's yours now. Time to send her some money. I'm flat broke. Yeah. I like that idea. Give it to God. Give it to God. <laughs> I should have responded with, how much do you like water? <laughs> <laughs> How uh, just got send, <laughs> sending packets and packets send him of spring a gift water of uh, like Niagara Falls or something like that. Just send that to him. Is there a God Pod? Like, does, oh, for sure. There's got to be a God Pod. Oh, a thousand percent. This whole pod has been about God. That's right. I think we've learned a lot. Actually, it's been not too bad. I've enjoyed discussing it a little bit. Um, and little do you know, I slipped some of this into your yerba mate. I mean. He for sure has has done something to that spring water. It's approximately <laughs> a teaspoon. It, it might be less than a teaspoon. It might be three quarters of a teaspoon. You know who'd drink this? Hound Dog in a second. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, Hound, Hound Dog. Hound Dog, Hound Dog our stats guy. Um, he just happens to be in the room next to us. So we'll he's kind of like the Mikey likes it uh, kid. Hey, Hound Dog. Hound Dog, I, uh, I sent away and got this Miracle Spring Water from Peter Popoff Ministries. Uh, Are you familiar with Peter Popoff? He's one of those uh, late-night televangelists. Uh, nope, nope, yeah. not familiar. Do you want to drink it? Uh, why not? It's sealed. <laughs> it is sealed. No, people might think we're being mean. We better not make him in case he gets sick. Then yeah, we're liable. If you get the coronavirus from this, that would be bad. No, oh, okay. that's a good point. We're on no, Bell property. I don't, I don't want to get in trouble with Pa Bell. Okay. So we're not going to have Hound Dog drink it? What do you think? I think Hound Dog's up for drinking it. You will. It says... So this is the background. Let's give Hound Dog the background. You're supposed to lie this next to your bed, sleep with it there in the morning, chug it, and then within like a, a few days, you're going to get 3000 to $37,000. <laughs> but wait, I thought that that meant... I thought it meant you were supposed to send him three thousand. No, he's got to send thirty-seven exactly, and then he really believes you're going to get to next few weeks three thousand to thirty-seven thousand dollars in our pocket. Right, so the help you receive from this ministry, God will because he's got the three and seven money. Oh, I thought he was asking for the sudden release of money. I was like, wow, he's really no. He only wants thirty-seven. Again, he doesn't want forty-seven or ninety-seven. He wants thirty-seven. He really believes it. It says it right there. I really believe it. Well, there's only one way to find out. Let's crack open the the Lord water and uh, let's have a sip. Okay, so he's. Uh, he's I will to... if you will, Hound Dog. Wanna, wanna... How about we all share it? Let's all have a little bit. Sure. Okay, let's see. and then let's see if our lives change over the next week. Maybe. All of us will get some of that right? sweet, sweet cash. We could all use a little uh, okay. little 2020 windfall, okay. couldn't we? Okay, so it's right here. Okay, here we, here we go. go. This is it, guys. Hound Dog is going to drink. Can't wait. It burns! The holy water. Okay. How's it smell? Okay. It smells completely odorless. 
Okay. okay. You spilled some. Oh. Oh, it's dripping onto the carpet. This whole carpet. Wouldn't it be amazing if this carpet instantly okay. uh, became well, clean? How's it taste? Tastes very, very just like water. I think we're going to get some money. This is going to be some sweet okay. cash for all of us. This reminds me of. Uh, yeah, I had some. The, yep. mo- the movie The Ten Commandments when uh, Charlton Heston is going through the desert and his, his uh, canteen is empty. Okay. We all had some of the spring water. I got the last drops. Okay. Okay, we drank the uh, pop-off spring water. Oh, Hound Dog just died. Thanks, buddy. Let us know how it works out. Hound Dog, you want to plug your podcast? What's it called? Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, H-Dog Pod. I've done uh, seven episodes so far. Uh, the H-Dog Pod. Yeah, with Rod Smith and uh, Bob Weeks. Last couple. And- Check out the H-Dog Pod. If it's still going next week, Hound Dog will probably. That's the last episode of the H Dog. Watch next podcast you have. You're going to have like eight sponsors lined up. One of them will be just plain drinking water. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks, Hound Dog. Uh, can we give our uh, Chris Cuthbert uh, a ringy ding here? Adam, is it getting yours? Awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right. We're going to call Cuthbert. Okay. So we all. Uh, that was. Well, this is a very bonding moment, all of us drinking spring water well, together. I'm genuinely curious now. I mean, I I like to consider myself open minded. You know what I mean? I don't I don't like how social media has made us uh everyone's so divided and nobody will be open to new ideas or other thoughts from a from a different per- perspective or point of view. So I'm willing to concede that this Holy water might change my life over the next few weeks. And pop off ministries, we're just looking for a bit of a a taste of a freebie, then that cash, we're going to be sending it left and right. Absolutely. No, and no. it didn't lie in my kitchen. It, lay, or it didn't lie next to my bed. It was on my kitchen counter for about a week. So Ooh. hopefully it has the same effect. Maybe it's got some garlic and onions in it. Say, what did we consume? What well, it's, we probably be- it's probably better than sitting next to my bed. Yeah, what's going on there? Um, All the things it's seen. I think we have a, our guest on the phone, Chris Cuthbert. How we doing? Good. Hey. He's in Arizona right now. Oh, nice. Chris, did you golf today? I did not golf today. Did a little hiking. Did a little hiking. I, uh, I'm, I'm into the walks that are unspoiled. So, Okay, so here's the thing. So when we lived in L.A., hiking was a big thing. And I just saw hiking as walking. That's, that's all it is, right? Well, you got you to gotta gild the lily a little bit. Okay, so you're going up mountains. Well, no, I'm just trying to make it sound more impressive than it really is. <laughs> okay. But there's some pretty neat trails in the desert here, and uh, yeah, we do a little bit of climbing. Nothing, uh, nothing too uh, uh, too bold or ambitious, but uh, but it's nice. And you have a place there, Chris? Correct. I do. I do. We're uh, we're up in Scottsdale, near True North. So I should have been golfing today. And you, um, so it must be nice for you to be on the road and are like, are you, are you having a little vacation at your place or are you actually on the road about to do a Coyotes game? Uh, no, sort of on the road. I go to Colorado tomorrow and the Leafs and then the Senators are out in California. So I figured I'd just, uh, head out here and, uh, camp out for a couple of weeks and, uh, try and, uh, Try and stay out of trouble. So, Chris, I'm actually going to Denver in uh, in April with a friend. We're going uh, uh, because we've never been, and it's uh, it's halfway between um, Toronto and LA. It's kind of the uh, the the meeting spot in the middle. Um, any good spots to hit up in Denver? Because I'm sure so you've you're been going there to Pikes plenty. Peak. 
Uh, if you're a hiker. No, I'm not doing any hiking. No, there you go. <laughs> uh, Denver. By, oh, you could get into a lot of trouble in Denver. I Perfect. think it would be pretty good. Okay. This is good. I can't wait. Good town. Um, so, Chris, it's been a big week for you. Ten years. Ten years ago, you had the biggest call in Canadian hockey history. One of them. It, it was uh, an anniversary. It's kind of hard to believe, really, that 10 years have gone by. But uh, good memories, and uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've been able to talk about... Uh, can you imagine if that overtime had gone differently? Do you think I would have got one call last <laughs> week? I, 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 I'm actually amazed I'm even on the podcast, because I, I thought I shut it down with the last appearance. But, uh, but you guys must be pretty good to have... Uh, to have overcome that, but no uh, way, yeah, can man. you imagine? I mean, there was enough shock when when Zach Parisi tied it in the final minute. Yes. But uh, man, could it have been a completely different script? What do you remember, Chris, about that entire day? You know, like like uh, other than the goal itself, what leading the lead up to it, where you, where you because you've been doing it for a long time, but in the moments like that, do you still get nervous? No, that was that was uh, unlike any other, and uh, I didn't sleep the night before. Uh, you know, you just rode the roller coaster. You knew the whole country was watching. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've gotten to the point where I don't get nervous anymore, but, uh, man, I was, uh, until they dropped the puck, uh, and then it seems to, you just kind of get into it, but... Uh, uh, man, it was. And then, strangely enough, uh, and I, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but because I didn't sleep the night before, I mean, you get to overtime, and now there's a little bit of a, a sag, and you're thinking, jeez, uh, i got to stay awake, i got to stay alert. I mean, the biggest moment of your career is coming up, and, and you're kind of fighting the... Uh, the uh, the feeling of, uh, of of getting a little tired and punchy. So um, anyway, it all seemed to work out. What's the thing people uh, come up and tell you the most? Where they were when uh, when they were watching it? You know, you get that. What's funny is, I mean, I didn't invent the term golden goal, but for for quite a while, I think everybody figured that I had come up with this on my own, and that. Uh, I had invented this perfect term for an Olympic gold medal winning goal by Sidney Crosby, and I, I, it was almost, I was almost uncomfortable because I, I seemed to be getting more credit for coming up with that term that I deserved. But, uh, uh, but a lot of people just, you know, I mean, everybody, it's, it's one of those uh, you remember where you were moments, and uh, and everybody everybody likes to share that, and uh, and I do get a lot about boy, you you just you you said the right thing at the right time, and and uh, that wasn't really as hard as uh, as it might have been. Uh, where where do you stand, Chris? Now looking ahead to the next Olympics, do you believe that that the NHL will be back there? It's it seems like maybe it's trending in the right direction, but it's well, it's to starting to at least turn. I you know if you'd asked a month ago, we'd say probably not, almost definitely not, but it sounds like it might turn. I I'm pretty uh, uh, I'm pretty heavy in the in the corner of they they should be going. I can't understand why they wouldn't go. Uh, to me, the NHL is ignoring a tremendous opportunity uh, to tap into really the biggest market out there. That's uh, that sent a lot of dollars to the NBA, to major, uh, to to uh, to major soccer around the world, to uh, to just about every other sport but hockey. And and for me, I would have sent Sidney Crosby there 
two years ago, Alexander Ovechkin last year. Yeah. I'd be putting together a team of uh, of players that have just recently retired to uh, to train with the Chinese Olympic team and to to practice and scrimmage against them to kind of bring them along because they're going to participate, but they really have no history in the sport. So, uh, but I just think there's so much money there that maybe they can tap into, and and for some reason they. They don't want to shut down the league for a couple of weeks, even though they sort of shut it down for a, a week and a half or so anyway over an all-star break and with the, uh, with the week off that they give every team. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I get that, uh, that the IOC has not been great to uh, negotiate with, but, but maybe, uh, maybe we're getting to a point where it, it can work for for all sides. I can see where the owners come from about shutting down your business, but shouldn't the NHL and NHLP, I'm sure they've done this, get them together and say, guys, in the long run, everything you touch is going to be worth more because of more eyeballs. Have- well, that's, that's why I, that's why I'm even surprised by the owners who kind of take that, that real short term stand that, you know, I, I don't want to close for two weeks and I don't see any benefit, but you know, they might see benefit with Chinese advertising on the, on the boards and, mm-hmm. and, and millions of dollars coming in. And, uh, uh, I think there are some teams that have, have tried to do it on their own. Boston's been going over for a couple of years. It's funny, Jeremy Jacobs, I think, is dead against it, but uh, he's he's on his own trying to cultivate that market a little bit, and there's there's a few other teams. So uh, it sounds like they're going over for the preseason next year, although that everything's kind of up in the air with uh, uh, the current health situation, but, uh, but maybe that opens the door a little wider. Um, Chris, today the... Uh the Board of Governors, the, the NHL GM, seemed to decide that they didn't want to change up the emergency uh, backup goalie situation <laughs> and just leave it status quo. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Were you surprised that they uh, that they shut it down so quickly after what happened with you David know, Ayers? I, I've got no issue with it, and it's been funny. We've, uh, we've uh, started to ask who the e-bug is since David Ayers, and, <laughs> and I've had a couple of interesting situations. Uh, uh, Don Beaupre's son is the e-bug in Minnesota, and wow. he's been called upon once, and uh, I think it's Chris DeStefano in Nashville who happens to have won a, a few Grammys for for writing songs for Carrie Underwood and uh, and, and country stars. So we, there are some interesting stories out there. I, I mean, the only embarrassment I found would have been there. I didn't think there was any embarrassment in in the David Ayers situation. What would have been embarrassing is if a Leaf employee had a turned out to be a complete sieve and the Leafs had won that game right. 10 to 4 that would have been a problem so i mean what the league should be doing is that these these guys should all be independents they they should not be uh, employees of a team and and i'm not sure why they don't see that as an obvious correction but other than that i uh, I'm not too worried about it. I, I actually worked with John Garrett a few years ago uh, when the Oilers lost a goalie, and they were down one. And I remember while we were doing the game, they sent somebody up to 
asked Cheech if, if, <laughs> if he'd be the, the backup. Amazing. And he said okay, and they brought him up a... Uh, they brought him up a tracksuit, an oiler tracksuit, so with the intermission he got the tracksuit on. I'm not sure why the tracksuit would uh, help get him ready for the, for the game. But anyway, when the game was over and they didn't need him, they came back and reclaimed the tracksuit, so he didn't even get a freebie tracksuit on. <laughs> they took the tracksuit That is back. amazing. Oh, was that the Pocklington years? Because I could see uh, Peter I, I wanting him back. I think it might have been. I think Peter was still around then, yeah. Probably, for sure he wanted probably that answered back. the question. He probably, uh, he probably took that tracksuit back to Palm gave away too many free uh, free things either. No. Chris, do any other incidents over your years of uh, covering the game come close to the David Ayers situation where it's so unique and not a single person hates everyone? Everyone just, even Leaf fans love the story. Yeah, it's uh, just an amazing, that's uh, that's that's movie material, really, although, you know, you probably wouldn't buy the, the script, it'd be too, too Hollywood, but... Uh, but pretty neat, and uh, man, he's uh, he's had more than fifteen minutes of fame. But uh, but you you got to be happy for him, and uh, and his wife uh, got uh, lots of attention too. And she's uh, she'd uh, she'd be a pretty good movie character too. Yeah, she would, and she's a great. Uh, advertisement for making sure you renew that passport on time <laughs> because yeah I mean she couldn't go down that first Monday after it happened and David was down at the Today Show and all that she hadn't renewed her passport so they got it done for her in 24 hours but yeah good good lesson for all of us to make sure you get yeah, it renewed. Be ready you never know when you're yeah. going to be the uh uh, the most talked about person. Uh, well, you guys know that already. Well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's commonplace for us, Chris. Hey, Chris, before we let you go, back to the Golden Goal for a second. I think last time we talked to you, did, didn't you say you'd never gone back and watched? Is that still the case, or have you gone back yeah, since? Yeah, I've never, I've never watched it. Don't, don't, don't want to go back. I just, uh, I guess, on the Hockey Night broadcast, uh, Sidney uh, Crosby said the same thing. Not that I'm comparing myself, but uh, for me, uh, the reason is uh, I was really proud of the whole broadcast. I mean, everybody asks about the call, but the, the, the game in its entirety, I was proud of the whole crew, and I thought everybody did a wonderful job, and uh and uh, I thought about watching it, and then I thought, you know what, if I put that on and I start hearing little mistakes, or why didn't you say that, or you oh. could have said that, I, I thought, well, my memory's pretty good so of of, uh, of how it felt, so that that's the way I'm going to keep it. Well, Chris, my Saturday night was spent, and I do this a couple times a year, and like I've told you this before, I go on YouTube, and I watch your call, and then they they splice it together with reaction from around the country, so we hear your call 300 times, and the people, I cry every single time, just like a baby, and um, yeah, it's the soundtrack. Well, if you that, had to uh, listen to my call that much, you would no, cry. No, no, it was, Jeez. you could not have got a more perfect call than the one that you had there. Everything it, it was, was just perfect. It was a little over-caffeinated for me, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it kind of was like, that's how I sounded when I was 15 and Henderson scored uh, for Canada. That's uh, I was off the couch yelling, and I probably uh, probably yelled a little louder uh, in Vancouver. But uh, but uh, I'm 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 glad you watch it, and you're yes, still uh, you're still okay with and it. And Jay was in the building. Do you remember the sound in the building? Was it deafening? Oh yeah, it was incredible. I I just I've never been a building like that for me. I've never been in a building that was quite. In fact, I've told this story when I called the goal. Part of my I, I, I might even sound a little panicky because my headset kind of went dead 
uh, and I guess the, the, the sound in the building was so loud that everything on our audio control board peaked, and it kind of almost knocked the headset out for a, a split second or two. And, and uh, while I was calling it, I'm thinking, this is the biggest moment of my career, and they've, they've shut off my headset. So uh, there was a little panic in the, in the call. It was an amazing, uh, amazing thing just to be in that building. And, and you, you pointed out the Parisi goal. Didn't it didn't deflate the building because there was still a buzz in the building? But I think we as Canadians, the the Americans are so you know they're such an adversary now, and the concept of them coming onto our home soil and taking our gold medal away like that, I think everyone was a little tense. So it was a little bit of uh, obviously everyone thrilled that Sydney scored. I think Chris, but then also that that classic Canadian jubilation that you're just so relieved. Yeah, you know what I, I I'm I'm grateful that. Parisi scored the goal now. Easy for me to say now because it, I, I think it, it turned a, a great game into an epic. And, yes. uh, um, you know, the, this is not a great broadcaster story, but I was really, really happy when they said throw back to James Duthie because when I did, I just sat there for the next 15, 20 minutes and took everything in. It just, it was just so much. Uh, fun to watch and to feel the building and to see the celebration and uh, you know that flag Dowdy carrying that monstrous flag and uh, um, it was all all pretty uh, pretty good stuff and Dowdy uh, who was once a player for your Guelph Storm talk about coming around full circle yeah pretty neat pretty neat all around um, before we let you go can we ask you uh, how's Ray doing these days uh, you spend more time with Ray than Cami Granado does uh, how, how's... he's not grumpy he's not that grumpy okay okay is yeah, he, yeah, he's, is he's he... doing okay I think do you think you know? that uh, he, is Ray mellowing with age do you think Chris um, I, he, he might be, but you never know. Ray's, uh, Ray's kind of got the, uh, he's got that, uh, that hair trigger. So you never, you never are absolutely sure. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, he's married to a Hall of Famer yep. and, uh, and, uh, so he's the second best player in the house. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe he carries that around a little bit. Yeah. Maybe that's, he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Well, listen, I hope you have a, a terrific time in Scottsdale, well-deserved and, and enjoy, uh, the West coast games. And, uh, and hopefully we can, uh, next time you're hanging around, you know, what we were saying, Chris is, you, uh, you know, you're from Brampton, and producer Tim are long-suffering producers from Brampton, and we always envisioned that maybe another podcast for the Bell Media Group of podcasts could be you and Tim someday commuting to TSN along the 401 <laughs> from Brampton to Scarborough together, and we could put a, a you know a camera in the car. What does that sound like? Something you might be interested in? Well, we could have Alessia Cara. You know, we could, there's lots of uh, we, we could. Tristan Thompson, Tyler Sagan could be in the car. Michael Sarah, of, uh, Rick yeah. Nash, you know. It's... You'd be a great backseat driver. Did you see that? You know what? <laughs> uh, I did see a top ten list of Brampton residents, and mm-hmm. I think I think your guy was there, and I didn't make it. So uh, you know, maybe he's got he's got more important Bramptonians to put on that list. Sheldon Keith, there's another. Oh, oh right, okay. there you go, Brampton. It's there's something so that's, in the water. I, I mean, I'm not top ten. In fact, uh, I I took my ball and and left, and uh, now I'm in Georgetown. So. That's right, you're out of there. Well, my my wife's from uh, from Brampton. Here, we'll pause for a my wife drop. My wife. There we go. Perfect. So uh, so yeah, she holds it near and dear to her heart too, but. 
Um, yes, Joby, Joby could be in the car, too. She definitely could. <laughs> you yeah. guys need a big van. That's true. Well, Chris, we thank you for man. coming on. You've got a, a call that Boys, will live. I, I'm shocked you'd ask me again, but it's uh, hey. it's always a pleasure, and uh, and hope you have a great night. That call lives until the the sun goes out. So uh, be proud of it, my friend. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Chris Cuthbert, uh, the living legend. Oh man, seriously, I, I did that Saturday night, and my kids come out. They're like, "Oh, you're watching it again, Dad. Let's let's watch Peter pop off." <laughs> Let's watch Reverend Popoff. I want my water. Uh. Hey, uh, if you um, if you go on YouTube and you look at the uh, the moments from the closing ceremonies of the Vancouver Olympics, my remember my nephew is the hockey puck in the closing ceremony. Oh, right. He's such a little guy. He's like a, probably yes. ten then. The hockey. My puck. kids were like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, he did this in front of the world in the closing ceremonies." They they couldn't wrap their heads around it. They're like, how did how did he even? Get? I'm like, well, those are questions I don't have the answer to. It's funny because when you call someone a hockey puck, it's an, usually it's an insult. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it was very much an honor. Yeah. Oh, and and then the music playing in the background of all the people. Were at, remember, we had that that music that played at every. Oh, commercial I believe. Break. But it was like the, the opening. It was the opening chords of it, and it's just. Oh. Remember Wayne Gretzky in the back of a pickup truck? Yeah, that was the opening ceremonies, and Steve Nash. And I heard this week that the the driver of the truck was told if someone gets in front of you, just keep driving. Like if, if nothing someone skates and if you see a kid in a <laughs> hockey puck outfit, run him the. F- like, over. don't let anyone slow your truck down on the way with Wayner in the back. That was the the least thought out part of the entire Olympics. That was yeah, a weird it was. One. I I liked the pickups. It was very. But you could have gone Shania Twain, like at the Great Cup, and Ooh, the uh, and the dogs. Uh, the dogs. But then, what if the dogs became rabid, <laughs> and then they started biting Wayner and biting Nash? And Wayne's in, like front in front of, of the ever, world. In front of the world, Wayne Gretzky's being consumed by a pack of wild dogs on live television. <laughs> the guys are watching. They're like, you didn't feed the dog? That was your one? You didn't feed? The- no, I thought you did. No, they're eating Wayner over there. <laughs> Gretz, Gretz is a meal now. And then Wayne's trying to put them out with the torch, and then the Olympic torch goes out, so yeah, Wayne's lying right. there. And yeah, the, to- the, the torch, torch is out, <laughs> and then you've ruined everything. you got to go back to Athens or whatever. <laughs> All because somebody forgot to feed the rabid dogs. So maybe the got. truck was the good idea. Yeah, I that think was that, was a, that was a good call. Yeah, yeah, it was a good call. Well, listen, guys, I'm pretty sure Kristoff won't die between this week and next. But if he does... Holy sh- we should have given him gave him the holy water. Oh, yeah. What well, are we drinking it for? We should clarify. It was not holy water, so we were not sacrilegious. It was miracle spring That's right. water. That's right. Sorry. My my bad. I was calling it No, I, call, I think I called it that, A too. A miracle spring water from uh, Reverend Popoff's toilet. Because, we you know, consumed it. Um, this packet contains water from the miracle spring where I was led by the angel of the Lord. It's done. If, hey, if he says it, it's good enough for me. Hey, I've got a creek running in behind my house. I can bottle that. Start taking some of the water out of there and sending it to people across the country. TikTok. Uh, Toolsy. TikTok Toolsy. uh, Reverend Toolsy's TikTok sermons. So look for those on your local TikTok (laughs) app. Wherever you find TikTok. Uh, All right, we'll uh, we'll chat with you cats next week. Get Uh, well, stuff. Unless we're super rich by this time next week. They're going home. 
You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The waiter comes up. And he's like profusely sweating. (laughs) And this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, hello, I am not well. (laughs) I'm very ill. (laughs) You ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.